0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker, pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and for this week's program we're going to show you something a bit different. We're going to show you some, a talk from our family Christmas uh, carol service at Oxford Bible Church, and the, ti- and the message is entitled The Shepherd's Story. I hope you enjoy it. to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, God has visited his people, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, God has visited his people, he has fulfilled his promise and I was there to see it, praise God, he sent a savior, you people of OBC, I have come from far away. I've come to the ends of the earth where you live here. I've come across time and space to tell you the good news. Glory to God. I come from Bethlehem near Jerusalem. And I'm just a simple shepherd. Not highly regarded by my people at all. Yet God has truly honored me. I, I want to tell you about it today. I'm so excited. You know, us shepherds, you know, we're cut off from, from the normal people. They don't think that much of us. We spend all our time with the sheep. And uh, so we're cut off from the religious life and they th- look down on us because we, we miss a lot of the meetings and things like this. And yet God hasn't forgotten us. You know, sometimes I think I know my sheep better than my fellow townsmen. I spend so much time with them. You know, I know them all by name. I was there at at their birth, and I take special care of them, especially of the young ones, like Bruno here. Don't I, Bruno? Bruno wants to say hello. Say hello, Bruno. Hello. What's that, Bruno? Bruno? Are you a bit scared of them? Oh. <laughs> I know, I know, but there's a lot, many of them, aren't there? But there's nothing to be afraid of because they love you, don't, don't you? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah I, I know they're a very strange-looking lot. <laughs> they come from many different places around the world. Yes, it's a big world. What's that? Oh, you want, to, you want to sit with one of the children, do you? Who, who wants to look after Bruno? Matthew. Yes? yes. Matthew, Matthew. Be nice to Matthew. <laughs> hey. Look after Bruno for me. Well, I'm not just any old shepherd, you know. I am a shepherd of Bethlehem. You know, that's special. Do you know what that means? Because we have a great heritage. Bethlehem is the city of David, the great king David lived in Bethlehem and even he before he became king as a young boy he would shepherd the flocks just as I do today. Yes we are very proud to be part of David's descendants and we know that the true Messiah. The king, the shepherd of Israel, he too will be born of, in Bethlehem because he too will be a son of David. We call him the son of David. And the prophecies tell us he will be born in Bethlehem. And we all wait for that day. The prophets predicted that great day. I'm sure you know in your writings in Micah chapter 5 verse 2. In your Bibles it says that you, Bethlehem, even though you're a small town among the thousands of towns of Judah, yet in you will be born the one who will be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from eternity. Yes, the eternal one, the eternal God will be born as a babe in Bethlehem. That's what our prophets tell us. And then the prophecy goes on to say that he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Yes, the great shepherd is coming. It says he will be born in Bethlehem, the son of David, and he will lead his people gloriously. And it says he will be our peace. Well, we've known these prophecies for hundreds of years, some of them thousands of years. And our great prophet Isaiah said the same. He said uh, said that uh, the virgin will conceive and give birth and will be born a son. And his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, God himself will become a man. And Isaiah tells us that unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and his name will be called Wonderful. He will do many wonderful miracles. Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Source of Everlasting Life. And he will sit on the throne of David as the son of David. Yes, we all know these prophecies. But they have been passed down from father to son. And we expect this to happen. Well, before I tell you the, the wonderful news... Let me tell you another reason why us shepherds of Bethlehem, we are so important. We're important, you see, because the sheep of Bethlehem are very special. You see, the great temple of Jerusalem is only five miles away to the north. And three times a year, all of Israel, millions of people, come down to Israel to offer up their sacrifices at the feasts. Yes, at the Passover feast, at the start of the year. They come, and a Passover lamb is sacrificed for every family. And they eat it in the evening, and they're celebrating their salvation from the evil power from Egypt in the Exodus. You know that story, don't you? The blood of the Passover lamb was shed. And they put it on the doors of their houses. And so it was that when the destroying angel came through to destroy those who had trusted in the blood of the lamb, they were under the blood and the destroying angel couldn't, couldn't hurt them because God hovered over their houses and protected them. And so it was that they were saved and that very night they escaped from Egypt in the Exodus and God delivered them. And so every year my people of Israel they celebrate that salvation and they have a Passover meal together and they sacrifice a Passover lamb and they eat together and they remember what God did. Well, you see, not just any lamb will do in the Passover lamb. Because God made from very strict instructions. He said that the lamb must be without blemish. Every Passover lamb. And there were millions of them. They had to be without blemish. And they must be a young man. A young male lamb. Of about a year old. A young adult you might say. And so not just any lamb will do. You see... If they brought their own lambs down from Galilee, those lambs would get bruised very easily. And so they didn't do that. Though every lamb had to be inspected carefully by the priests. And if they didn't pass the test, it couldn't be a Passover lamb. And so what the people did instead was they didn't bring any lambs with them because the temple had special lambs. The temple had special herds of lambs to be used for Passover time. And they were carefully chosen. Their birth was recorded. And they were kept without blemish very carefully. And then they could be offered up at the temple. So when the people came to the temple, they would pay good money. And they would buy their Passover lamb at the temple. Well, guess what? Guess who looked after the Passover lambs? That's me and my friends. The shepherds of Bethlehem. We looked after the Passover lamb. Are you looking after Bruno? If anyone tries to hurt my little sheep, I will use my staff on them. Be warned. They're very precious. I have to look after Bruno. He mustn't have any blemish on him, or he is disqualified. And so, whenever a Passover lamb is born, I or one of my friends has to be there to register the birth to witness the birth and then to look after it we're the first to know and from its very birth that lamb is prepared for its death it's born to die it must be kept without blemish don't tell Bruno (laughs) that uh, he's destined to die as a sacrifice he's born to die I know it's terrible. Poor Bruno. He's so sweet, isn't it? So terrible that his throat will have to be slit. And he will have to be sacrificed. Why should such an innocent sweet lamb be offered up as a sacrifice? But you see, sin is terrible. Your sins are terrible in the sight of God. And the answer is terrible. You see, the wages of sin is death. When you sin, there has to be a punishment. There has to be a death. And either you are going to die for your sins, or some, some, some innocent one will have to die in your place as a substitute. But who would be willing to take your place and to die for you? That's the question. Well, God taught man from the beginning about animal sacrifices because he wanted man to know how terrible sin is. It's not just some little mistake, you know, that can be fixed with a five-pound fine. No, sin is terrible that requires death. And that's what the sacrifices were to teach man. And also it taught that we can only be forgiven through the death of another through blood. There is no forgiveness without blood. Through the blood of a sacrificial lamb, that's what God was telling the human race. And it was also saying, you see, that the death of a little lamb like Bruno could never pay the price for my sins. Because how could an animal's blood pay the price for a human life? No, it was just a picture. It was a picture of what would what God would do it pointed forward to a time when God would send his lamb the lamb of God who would pay the price and take away the sins of the whole world that's what God was saying one day I'm going to send my lamb to be sacrificed for you to take away your sins that's why I've come to you today To tell you my good news. Though you live so far away at the ends of the earth. It's a very cold place here, isn't it? You even live in a different time to mine. I don't understand how I even came to you. But God has sent me to you. What I have to say, though, is for you too. Though you live far away. Because the good news of God's lamb is for you. Yes, even you. Let me tell you my story. I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell you what happened to me. It's so wonderful because God has chosen me to be a witness of his birth. Let me tell you what, what happened. I can hardly keep it in. I was living out in the fields with the other shepherds of Bethlehem. We had a good chat telling stories to each other, watching our flocks by night keeping an eye on them because they were precious lambs. We had to keep always watching them. There were a lot of people in town. All the hotels were full up because it was the Feast of Tabernacles. And everyone had come down to Jerusalem. They'd filled up the whole surrounding area. They'd come down for the feast. And then suddenly, in the air, was, was a tingling in the atmosphere. A bit like your electricity. The darkness of night suddenly turned to brightness. It was like noonday, only brighter. We looked up and behold, there was an angel of the Lord. He stood before us in his glory. And and the glory of the Lord shone around us. It, It was like this sparkling cloud. I can't describe it to you. The glory of God shimmered around us. And suddenly everything faded out. All we could see was this glorious angel. I can tell you, I was sore afraid. My knees were were knocking. My mouth was open. But no, no words could come out. I looked at my friends and they were the same. What was happening to us? We didn't know. We could be a bit rough sometimes. Maybe God was coming to punish us. But then the angel said to us, do not be afraid. For behold, I come to tell you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. As he said those words, my fear flew away. And I was filled with this amazing feeling this of peace and joy, great joy, which still hasn't left me even to today. And he said he had good news of great joy, not just for me, but for all people. That includes you, and you, and you. In other words, he was telling us to share this good news with everyone. That's why I'm here talking to you. The angel told me, I've got to go, I've got to tell everyone this great joy which is for them. It's just as much for you as it is for me. And so I've come to you, and to you, and to you to tell you about this amazing thing he told me what the good news was he said for there is born unto you this day a in the city of David. that's Bethlehem a Savior who is Christ the Lord the Messiah has been born today in the city of David all the promises all the prophecies have come true before my very eyes could this be could this be and why would he God be telling me about it? After thousands of years it is fulfilled. The Messiah, the Savior, the Son of David, born in Bethlehem, right in front of my eyes. Unto us. He's God's gift to us, to all of us. Somehow, and I didn't really understand how. He would be our Savior. He would bring salvation to all of us. It's good news to us. And then the angel said, This will be the sign to you. You will find a babe. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Lying in a manger. How could that be? I was mystified. The king of glory. The great one. The coming one. The Messiah. Surely he must be born in the palaces in Jerusalem. Not with the animals in a stable, in a cave. Lying in a manger. You know what a manger is don't you? It's the feeding trough of the donkeys and all the other animals. What a most, the lowliest place of all that he is put in a manger. Why would God do that? But that's why it was a sign. Because what a strange thing that would be to find a baby wrapped up and lying in a manger. But at least it would be easy to find him. Because there won't be many babies lying in a manger. And so, if that was not enough, nothing could have prepared me for what happened next. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Out of nowhere, the sky suddenly was filled with angels. And they were all singing and glorifying God. Countless, thousands upon thousands of angels. It's hard to describe. And they all praised God with one voice making a beautiful sound. It, it was as if it, it just filled my ears. It filled my body. I just wish they would never stop. It was as if the sun, moon, the stars and all the angels and all the hosts of heaven were applauding the coming of the Savior of mankind. Even with your modern amplification you can't imagine what that sound was like I felt that I was in heaven but actually heaven all of heaven had come down to earth to witness the birth I realized those angels were there all the time I just couldn't see them you see they had actually come down to witness witness this greatest miracle the birth of the Son of God. They had come. They had witnessed it. And now once the angel had given his message to us. They were ready to do their part. And suddenly they appeared. And they gave glory to God. And they said all together. Again and again. They praised God. They were so excited. They said glory to God in the highest. And on earth. Peace and good will towards men. And they kept singing that song. And they were so excited that God himself had come down and become a man to be our savior. What would he accomplish would be great. And and they were saying that what his birth would accomplish as he lived his life would bring glory to God in the highest. And also it would bring peace to mankind and goodwill between God and men. You know, there's a problem between man and God. It's our sin. But somehow this Messiah would come and he would wipe away the problem. He'd wipe the slate clean. He'd forgive our sins. I didn't know how. And he would bring peace between man and God and he would bring goodwill and fellowship between God and men that was wonderful news and then the angels went away back to heaven I saw them go back to heaven and then we said to one another what shall we do now and we said well let us go to Bethlehem and let us see this thing that has come to pass that the Lord has made known to us we still didn't know why would God choose simple shepherds like us. And so we, with haste we ran and we found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Whose name they called Jesus, which means the Lord is our Savior. And it was just as the angels said it would be and joseph and we told joseph and mary all that we had seen and heard and they said yes we have had the same visitations of angels and the same things happening what you say just confirms what we know and they said that they said mary is a virgin and the prophecies have been fulfilled because this baby does not have a human father, this baby, God is, that, is the father, he is the son of God. Well, what could we do? We couldn't do anything else except to go. We woke everyone up, we knocked on every door, we told everyone the amazing news of what had happened to us. We were so excited that God had chosen us to be his witnesses. We went far and wide telling them the good news. How could we do anything else? And those who heard us marveled at the things that we told them. Because we are the most unlikely of people. We spend all our time with sheep. We're not known for our conversation. And yet here we were spreading the good news. They were amazed at what they heard. And then we return to our sheep, glorifying and praising God for all the things we've heard and seen. But I kept thinking, what was it about that the what was it that the angels were so excited about? What will this Saviour do? How will He bring peace and goodwill and forgiveness to mankind? How will He do that? And most of all, I was thinking, why did He? Appear to us. What's so special about us? It's not like we're greatly respected or powerful. Nobody thinks much of us. Why didn't God choose some rich man? Some great Pharisee or Sadducee or some scribe that people would take notice of? Somebody with education. Somebody with money. Why us? I prayed to the, I prayed to the Lord. And it suddenly he showed me. He showed me a prophecy of Isaiah that says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. The good news is that the Lamb of God, the sacrifice for your sins he has been born I have seen his birth I have seen the angels and I have seen Mary and Joseph I have seen the baby he is the son of God he is Emmanuel the prince of peace the saviour and lord he's come to bring forgiveness and salvation to all of you the one promised from the start of time he has come he is born he is with us And one day he must pay the price for all your sins. And he will do that. No wonder the angels said glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. That's the good news. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is born. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. And now you too, you too must go and spread this good news of joy to all people tell them Christ the Savior is born hallelujah and he takes away the sins of the whole world and if they will put their trust in his blood they will be forgiven and they will have peace with God forever I must go now to tell others there are many others who haven't heard the good news yet and they must be told I must go but rejoice with me today Glory to God in the highest. Peace and goodwill to all the people of the earth. That is God's message for you. I must go back now through time and space to my sheep.